Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! Well, you win some and you lose some. Unless you're on the mound, we lose them all. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. I don't know, I want to put this lightly, but I mean, we're getting killed out there, and I think it's pretty much all your fault. This is the Hot Corner. You do see the trend out here, right? Every time you're on the hill, we get murdered. The inside story on baseball and more. Dude, if I end up back in rehab this season, it's all your fault. A deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. Look at it this way. You're not the worst Little League pitcher on the planet. You just better hope that the kid that is doesn't quit. Uh, I take it back. You're the worst. Now, here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch. Martinez, two... Lanzare Welgus. Coach, I speak English. Dude, you're lucky your mom's hot. On 1080 The Fan. Welcome to the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080 The Fan and the Odyssey app. Speaking of podcasts, Beers on Us drops tomorrow at 4 p.m. as it always does. Get that wherever you get your podcasts, including 1080 The Fan and the Odyssey app. Uh, 91-91 with a little under eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Blazers have tied this up. CJ McCollum looks like trash, however, is still getting buckets to shine, and Dame is trying to do his best to bail this team out. I would say it's not really Dame here. I'd say it's like everybody else. How dare I say a team effort? A team effort stop, so far to get back stop, into the game. Stop, stop, stop. Lakers for the finals. I got Nance fever. <laughs> yeah? I mean, he can't really, like, do anything offensively that's that exciting except for the occasional shot, but boy, is he good everywhere else. He took like this little fadeaway and I was, he, he missed it so badly. It was like, dude, don't, don't take that don't shot ever again. Please stop. So I really love this Bulls team. You know, remember they did all that trade deadline stuff last year. They like knew they weren't going to be good, but they snagged a bunch of dudes from sellers. Well, they got Vucevic who's out today, but uh, he's good. Uh, And I love Billy Donovan. One of my favorite college coaches I've ever watched. Uh, so I, I, I root for him to succeed in the NBA. Uh, can you imagine this Bulls team as constructed with Jimmy Buckets? Oh, boy. This team would be real good. Yeah, it'd be fun. This team would be real I mean, it's good. already fun. This team is already really fun. Look at Lonzo becoming a real point guard. I know. 
Hey, CJ had a show. Hey, CJ McCollum doing something. And the Blazers are up 94-92. How the Bulls are losing this game, I do not know. I do not know either. (laughs) Uh, But I'd like to get into this. We'll get fair fair or foul at the bottom of the hour here. But uh, I want to get into this because we're seeing something that I feel like we don't usually see. And I think a lot of this points to the potential lockout on December 1st. Uh, and we'll get to that in future shows. I don't want to bog down with a bunch of boring stuff as we have so much fun stuff going on right now. I mean, what what is there to talk about? The two sides hate each other. They can't come to an agreement. There's probably going to be a lockout. You know, this is new news. It's only been going on since about the 70s. And in the history <laughs> of baseball, that's actually kind of a smaller portion of the right. history of baseball. Right. So it's it's kind of newer stuff. <laughs> we'll get to some of that nitty gritty later in the future, but there's some interesting things that I, that I, that are going down right now uh, that, that need attention. Um, and I want to start with Eduardo Rodriguez. Okay. This has nothing to do with how I think of him as a player. This has nothing to do with how I think of him as a pitcher. And this has nothing to do with how I think of him as the new contract that he just signed. Five years, 77 mil in Detroit. Mm -hmm. This to me is all about the Detroit Tigers. This team, as a fan of a team, I don't know if I still am. That's to be debated. But as somebody that has watched the American League Central with a fine tooth and comb over the last 30 years, the Tigers are a very interesting situation to me. They're willing to spend money. They have some kids. A lot of kids. A.J. Hinch got some manager of the year votes. They weren't first place votes, but he got some manager of the year votes. The team wasn't as bad as I thought. They were well above what expectations were. Well above expectations. They get Eduardo Rodriguez. He's not an ace. Nope. I think at best he's your third, number three, at best. Rumors are circulating that they're the front runner for Carlos Correa. Hmm. They were in on Verlander, who signed with Houston today. Detroit might be a sleeping giant in this free agency life this year. They've got money. They've got a fan base. They've got young kids. They need veterans. And they got Eduardo Rodriguez. And if they sign Carlos Correa, I'm not saying they're going to win next year or even the year after that. But I think they're putting the American League on notice if they do. It's another example of a team that is succeeding at tanking because they went hard tank. They went full-fledged. We suck. It's happening again. But they also were another example of a team that is learning how to develop players and select, whether in the draft or through international money, the right guys. They don't have Dombrowski anymore. They had Dombrowski in that in that in that big run in the early 2010s. Mm-hmm. You know, he went to Boston. I don't know where he is now, uh, but Dombrowski was the architect of a lot of that. The Verlander, the Porcello, the you know that that 2014, as we've been laughing about all day, all those Cy Young winners. On well, we that haven't team. even said that on the show yet. Right, right. But you know, David Price, Rick Porcello, Max Scherzer, Justin, Justin Verlander, Verlander, and Robbie, Robbie Ray. Ray. You know that 14 team was loaded. They lost to the. Giants in their third of five years, but Dombrowski was the architect, and they've struggled since they lost him. Actually, that year they lost in the first round. Oh, did they? Yeah. I just assumed they lost to the. They must have lost to the uh, Giants in twenty twelve. 
Maybe. Or they lose in 2010 because the Ranger, Rangers must have been 14. Uh, but it was like Rangers, Tigers in the American League. I, 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 the tweet could have been wrong. I don't actually know. I'm not as good with the World Series memory as you are. But the tweet said, can you believe this team with this staff lost in the ALDS <laughs> like the Orioles? And it was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. I um, can. <laughs> get it, Joe. The Yeah, I mean, the, I, I don't know if I'm ready to say they're they're close to doing it this year. But they had three guys in their rotation who were all rookies. Uh, or, or young guys, you know, headlined by Casey Mize, who was a very high prospect. Matt Boyd, who's good, had been hurt most of the year. I don't think he's going back there, though. I think he's a free agent. Oh, right? interesting. Uh, like Spencer Turnbull is a, a guy who got hurt early, but he was a high prospect for them. There was another guy. I don't know all their names. Um, Manning, I think one of them was called. And, um, you know, I, I feel like they're like almost there. But it's mm-hmm. so fast because didn't it feel like the Tigers were like, Good, competitive, good, competitive, and then it was like bad, bad, and then it was this year. It was like two or three years of being dreadful, and now you're like, oh, they're back? They had Julio Tehran last year. They did? He's a free agent. Okay. (laughs) That guy's washed. Um, (laughs) It's interesting. And also with Rodriguez, just as a little side note, you watched him pitch last year, and you saw his numbers, and you're like, how is this guy getting any money at all? Right. Apparently his advanced analytics – were sensational. Well, he was pretty solid in the playoffs. He was. He was very good in the playoffs. But his expected ERA, so his ERA, I think, was like 4-6 last year. Mm-hmm. His expected ERA was like 3-4. He was way better in terms of what he should have been. Maybe just a lot of bad luck. And so well, he's dealt with COVID probably more so than anybody has. Because he is he is, as far as we know of who's letting it go, he is the most immunocompromised of any NBA, any MLB player that I've heard of so far. Yep. So uh, he's got a so. lot to deal with in that. He's a cancer survivor, I believe, uh, and he's got to be very, very careful. So that could be messing with his head. But it's interesting you talk about that advanced analytics with him because it, like I just mentioned, it sure shined during the playoffs. It did. It sure He looked good for a team that I bashed on. I'll only speak for me, for a team that I bashed on with no starting pitching he was the most solid person on that team. Yeah. I mean, he was the guy, I remember when they were using him in those big games, I was like, why are you using him? Yeah, Rodriguez? we were like, why are you using him? And him and Eovaldi. It was like, why are you doing this? And Eovaldi didn't always turn out, but Eduardo did. I, I, I guess what I'm saying is when it comes to this free agent period, and I do think A.J. Hinch is a big part of this as well. I think people respect A.J. Hinch as a manager. And he was the scapegoat in Houston, as was their GM, and the the players got off. But I think there's a lot of guys in this league, and the GM and front office clearly in Detroit believes in A.J. Hinch, which just says, you know, hey, Chicago, maybe you should have hired A.J. Hinch. Well, uh, I mean, they did fine with Tony La Russa, to be fair. But, um, yeah, I mean, remember, the one thing that I always gave Hinch credit for, now that it's still his under his watch, but he – he and everybody who came out who knew about it said he hated it. Oh, he, yeah. He, I mean, wanted he said it, it. He wanted it to stop, but they he just... He tried to stop it multiple times. But they just kept doing it. Cora went behind his back. The players went behind his back. And at a certain point, like, you can't stop. If they're going to keep doing it you, and you're winning... You want that ring. So he was not the worst of the worst, and he was a good manager. And he's the perfect manager for a team like Detroit. I think he's a good manager. Because what he did in Houston was take Build a bunch of guys who were not fully ready yet and make them into a contender. Build the kids. And the Tigers went out and got him. 
and they want him to take a bunch of kids and build them into a contender. And you are in a division that is wide open. Minnesota was shockingly awful last year. It's very surprising. Uh, Kansas City seems <clears throat> to be also doing a good buildup, but they're a little bit slower than Detroit feels right now. They've got Mike Matheny, and uh, they, they've got some guys down there. Well, the expectation is that their best rookie or best uh, minor leaguer, Bobby Witt, is going to start at third this year. And they're and they're taking uh, Red Sox rejects in Benintendi, who played well for them last year. Yeah. He played all right for was, a bad team. He was okay. Uh, <laughs> Look at you. Cleveland's not very good. No, we suck. And Chicago's good. Jose so, Ramirez is about to be the starting third baseman in like Seattle or something. So, I mean, you have one team in the division that is scary, and that's Chicago. So you have an opening right now to get into a wild card race, or if Chicago has a... And the Central's always been this way. Not so great year to get yourself close to first. Now, mm-hmm. like you said, it's not going to happen right away. There's still a bunch of young guys. Mm-hmm. But you're right. If they sign a couple of those free agents and they start balancing the rookies and the young guys with the veterans... And you still got Miggy Cabrera hitting 230. (laughs) Um, I think that team could be scary in a couple of years. I think so, too. And that's just kind of the start of what we're going to look at over the next few weeks uh, or next few months, excuse me, as we get to the offseason of Major League Baseball and all this kind of stuff. When we come back there, uh, there have been some signings. And I want to go through some of these and how they look. But also, what does it mean that some of these guys are signing already? So there's still a lot to get to. Blazers up 104.98 with a little over three and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. This is the hot corner, 1080 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. James at the line shooting free throws, 107-107, minute left in the fourth quarter. We'll keep you updated on that. This is the Hot Corner. We do this every single Wednesday. Uh, what, what's really interesting, Mike, as, as we're talking about kind of as free agency is really hit, and we've seen some names go. I mean, obviously, you know, the shortstop market, I think everybody's waiting for that first domino to fall, whether that's Correa, Seager, Story, whatever. I, I think all those guys, depending on who their agents are, are going to be waiting for. Isn't Scott Boris the agent of like five of pro- seven? Probably. <laughs> so they're going to wait to see who signs first and then gauge each other based off that. But we have seen something start. We alluded to uh, Eduardo Rodriguez last last segment. Uh, Justin Verlander sticks in Houston on a one-year $25 million deal with a player option of 25 mil. I have to think uh, that's going to be exercised. So he's uh, going to make 50 mil in two years. Yeah, which looks like 50 mil. Coming off Tommy John, you never know. I mean, Verlander's never had Tommy John. 
<clears throat> as far as my knowledge goes, I'm pretty sure that's an accurate statement. That's a travel. Um, you can't you can't get up when you fall down like that. Um, Good defense by Nas. So that's so why he's in overcoming. Verlander. Nobody knows what he's going to be. I'd like to think he'd come back strong because that's just the kind of guy he is. Are you surprised he went to Houston again? I was. I was. Uh, I actually, which is kind of why I brought this up last segment, uh, I thought he was going to go back to Detroit, honestly. Really? Uh, There were some cryptic things, interview questions asked of him. You know, would you consider going back to Detroit? He was like, yes, that was my home. I love it in Detroit. They were so great to me. The Astros were probably third or fourth down my list of teams I thought he'd sign with. I had Detroit one. I wouldn't have been shocked if he went to Boston uh, just to, like, bolster a staff that is in desperate need. I know the Yankees were interested. Like yeah. I know the Angels were probably interested. Yeah, I expected him to go somewhere like that that desperately needed him. Although, when you look at it, I think the Astros desperately need him. And we saw that in the playoffs last year. Luis Garcia was pretty good. Framber Valdez was pretty good. Mm. Zach Greinke, uh, a lot to be desired. Didn't Valdez in the World Series have like a 20-year? Right? Yeah, but, but I mean, to get there, though, he was pretty solid. They were missing a Verlander. I'm going to be curious. When's the last time Verlander pitched? Uh, 2019. I'll be curious. 2020. 2020. I'll be curious if an old Verlander is the same after multiple injuries, after a serious injury, if he's the same. It's a one. Well, it's a two-year deal, sort of, with the player option. It's basically going to be a two-year deal. But old Verlander's been good. Not post Tommy John, we have no that's idea. That's what I'm saying. Post Tommy John, old Verlander is a different story. Strasburg can get Tommy John and come back and look better than anybody else. That doesn't mean Verlander's. Yeah, he, he pitched once in 2020, July 24th, and then the last appearance uh, before that was World Series 2019. Okay. Well, July 2020 is the when the season started, right? Right. He had one start oh, yes. in COVID right. year, and then they shut him down. Correct. So, I just I'm not I'm unsure. That's one of those like it's a flyer super high ceiling deal and decently high risk because the amount of money he was commanding. I'm not surprised he went back to Houston. Yeah. He, he epitomizes that team. He became a defender of that team when they were cheating. He did. And he's the biggest hater on cheaters. Yeah. You know, of starting pitchers that we've seen in a long time. He's an anti-steroid guy, but apparently banging on trash cans is okay. And I think that there was a, Probably a thought of like, oh, look at all these teams that are interested in me, but I'm not going out anywhere. Like I, I've got like two years left in my career. I'm just going to stay where I am. Well, I, the, that's kind of how I felt. The the reason I bring up Verlander is because I think Verlander is setting the market on a lot of this stuff because Verlander has got a one year deal of 25 mil with a player option, and I think you give that player option to a guy like Verlander because. He is an emotional guy. Mm-hmm. If you have success, he will get bring back that loyalty. I also think the only team that would give him a player option is Houston because he was already there. Well, I see what you're saying there, but... Isn't that a reason to sign there because you're going to make another 25 I think mil? so, too. I think the other team that would give him a player option is a team that signed another starting pitcher for not, not as much money, but not far away, and that's the Angels. The Angels yeah. are in... Desperate mode for starters. Desperate mode. And they just gave 21 mil to a guy who hasn't pitched in two years. Yeah. And 
if I don't, think it, they, I don't think they could make two of those risks. And, right? and, it, and if all it took was $25 million with a player option for Verlander and you were willing to pay 21 for Syndergaard in L.A.? You can't double down on that risk. You can't. You can't. Look. But that's how my, the Angels have my, been for a decade, two decades. My own team just did it and it backfired. They doubled down on the risk. They went in for less money, thankfully, but they went and got Jamison Tyon and Corey Kluber and... Kluber pitched okay in the beginning of the year, and then those was out guys for the are season. way cheaper than those guys, though. What I'm saying, it's the risk. That's what I'm saying. It's the risk. I okay. said, albeit for the less money, okay. There was very high risk for both of them. Neither of them really panned out, right? Kluber pitched okay. He had a no hitter, but was hurt for most of the year. Sure, Tyone pitched great for a month at the end of the season. Generally, it was pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, both those if guys. If you're going to spend Earth. more money, you definitely can't double down on the risk. So. The risk is, do we take Noah Syndergaard, who's still in his prime yeah, and coming back from multiple injuries, or do we take Justin Verlander, who's at the end of his career, coming back from multiple injuries? But I would argue Justin Verlander, even though the Tommy John that we just talked about, I have more. Who do you think is going to be the better pitcher next year, Noah Syndergaard or Justin Verlander? Verlander. Exactly. Yeah. I'd rather take the risk on that. They signed Syndergaard a couple days before. They must have known they were out. Probably. On Verlander. Yeah, I'm sure. And I think these dominoes are falling, and these dominoes are falling in different ways because if old man Verlander, quote-unquote, is one year 25 with a player option of 25, where does this land for somebody like Max Scherzer? Boy. Well, you're Max Scherzer's up. 37. Verlander's 38. He's going to get a multi-year not, deal. Scherzer's not coming off Tommy, so no. I, I'm, I'm more than willing to admit that. But I feel like a Verlander or Scherzer, if you're a free agent team that needs a pitcher, Verlander and Scherzer are probably equal safe bets? No. No? Scherzer's way safer. Way safer? Way safer. I mean, I understand the Tommy John thing, but way safer? Yeah. Just because of Tommy John. Well, I think that's 80% of it. I also think Scherzer's better. You think Max Scherzer is a better pitcher than Justin Verlander? At You're this, talking career or no, right now? Right now. Okay, Jesus, Mike. I thought I was about to have a heart attack. Right now. I was like, Scherzer's good, but Verlander's like first ballot, like <laughs> like one of the greatest of the last 20 years. Well, they're both first ballot. I, I know they are, but I was... Whew. Whew, I got to breathe for a moment. No, no, no. But like, I thought you had me there for a second. Yeah, remember before I was like, the I injury? trust you. Are you going off the deep end? Remember before the injury, Verlander was like good, but there were you were starting to see some cracks. Right. He gave up the most home runs of anybody that year. But I would argue I saw some cracks in Scherzer at the end of the season in L.A. and in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yes, he did have the one one rough start. But Kershaw's the same boat. With we're going to say we're with less say, injuries. We're going to say Ker- Scherzer with yeah, less injuries. Yeah, yeah. I mean Kershaw. If you're looking at the older guys that are free agents, Kershaw's clearly the number three of the old dudes of Verlander, mm-hmm. Verlander, Scherzer, Kershaw because he has that track record. Yeah. But those guys are all the same age. But Scherzer showed cracks in the playoffs too. Yeah, I'm just leaning towards Scherzer being way safer because I mean he's going to cost more. You're going to probably get him on a three year deal. I would imagine. At this point, you say he's uh, thirty-seven. I'm, I'm on. I'm on Spot Track right now, and they have market value. Oh, uh, I didn't know they did that. Market value for Max Scherzer is thirty-five and a half mil per year. Per year. Ooh, wow. Kershaw is thirty-one, almost thirty-two. Sexy. 
Uh, and just to put some things in perspective, Kevin Gossman, 22 and a half. Stroman, 21. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That is market value right there. So <clears throat> I think what I'm saying is, I, I, I guess what I'm asking, and we'll get out of this just because we're like nerding out on free agent stuff. Who set the price? Did Verlander set the price at 25? Or did Syndergaard set the price at 21? For Scherzer? Anyone. I don't think either of them set the price. Who's the guy that sets the price? It's going to be Scherzer, I think. Because I might argue it's Marcus Stroman. If, if if Sport Track is saying Marcus Stroman's 21 mil, that's not setting the price. No. No. Would Robbie Ray set the price? Maybe. I think the interesting thing this year is that the pitchers are all at such varying tiers. I don't know if there is a set price. Jose Barrios just signed seven years, 100 and what was it, 31 mil or whatever? Which I think is a great signing for Toronto. I mean, it's probably overpaying, but. Overpaying. Barrios is younger, yeah. has way more potential. Been and yeah, his, his history is more inconsistent. You know, he's, he's more of like statistically like a number two starter, mm-hmm. like a good number two starter. But, I mean, is that a guy setting in the price? It's a fair point. What was 133 divided by seven? What is that? Uh, 20, 20 something? 20 something. What is it? What is it? I think it was 133. 133 divided by seven is 19. Oh. It's a deal. Let me make sure that was the right number. But it's a seven year deal. I mean, guys are always going to take the length. Yeah, I mean, seven, 131. Yeah. yeah I mean, let, let's not forget. Oh, it was 131, not 133. Uh, I mean, that's not going to be that whole, whole much. No, but it'll be like 131 divided by seven is 18.7. Oh, okay. So it's not that much. But, you know, guys always value longevity. <clears throat> and hence the player option for Verlander. I mean, I would argue <clears throat> of all these things we've talked about, the worst play was the was the Astros giving him a player option. Yeah. If Verlander's toast, I mean, he'll be it. He'll be better than Granky last year, but he might not be better. He might not be Verlander. I'm not so certain he will be, by the way. But I'm just saying, like, you just gave this guy an out yeah. to make 50 mil over the next two years and then retire. Scherzer's getting paid by the Nationals for the next 15 years. Yep. So Scherzer doesn't really care. <laughs> All I mean, right. I'm sure he cares. More money is more money. That's just the beginning. There is so much more to get to when it comes to free agency, and we're gonna we're gonna have months to talk about this. Hopefully the season doesn't get locked out, but I think that's a lot of reason we might, we won't be back next week, but the week after that, before we might see a lot more guys signing to avoid this lockout. So there's still so much to talk about when it comes to free agency and where they're going. We haven't even talked about Chris Bryant, things like that. Like where's the market for him? I've heard Seattle's the front runner for Chris Bryant. That blows my mind. Everyone's meeting in Texas for God knows what reason. And there's just so much to get to. But when we come back, it'll be a fun free agency. I hope without too much of a lockout. I think it's going to be a ton of fun in free agency. Uh, But when we come back, it's fair or foul. Without further ado, we'll do that next. There's Joe with sports. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. 
the MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, we do this every single week. This is Fair or Foul. Without further ado, that's my man, Joseph Fisher III. Okay. How are you doing in there, Joe? You happy? Oh, I'm doing much better. Blazers did win, by the way. Yes. Yeah, Blazers got the W. Probably the best win of the season. I I would agree. I would agree. Probably best win so far. The way the Bulls have been playing and, well, the way the Blazers have been playing. 20 in the first half? Yeah. Coming back. Good effort shown by the Blazers the last two games. Well, the last half of this game. Dare I say, Chauncey Billups making that switch to Nas and Nance at at the end of games instead of Nurk and Covington is working. Double down on it. Let me see that starting five next time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Nance is turning into your seventh man, I guess, if Simons is your sixth. So, I mean, when he's playing well at center, which is kind of crazy because he's not a center. Yeah, but get those minutes. Neither's Draymond Green. True that. All right, moving on to some fair or foul. We got some Cy Young fair or fouls, and then. Ooh, yeah. um, and then a free agent question to end things off. Ooh, I love pitchers. I love pitchers. Let's start with uh, Robbie Ray, your American League Cy Young Award winner, fair or foul. He led the AL in ERA, strikeouts, innings pitched, whip, and 10 strikeout games. Um, Say the categories again. 10 strikeout games, whip, ERA, and what? ERA, strikeouts, innings pitched, Whip and ten strikeout games, all five. I'm going to say foul. It wasn't innings pitched. I think he did lead in ERA, WHIP, strikeouts, and ten strikeout games. Yes, I don't think he led in innings pitched. <clears throat> so I will say foul. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to ride fair on this, but it's a little bit of a blind fair. I'm fairly confident that I saw him. I know he leads in ERA. I know he leads in strikeouts. I'm pretty sure he leads in innings pitched with 248 innings. If that's not the most innings pitched, uh, I know that's the correct number for Robbie Ray. So I'll go out on a limb and say that those other two smaller stats he did do. And uh, I'll, I'll ride the fair. He led in innings pitched 193. He led with ERA at 284. Strikeouts 248. Strikeouts at 248. Yes, Patrick. Wow. He led at whip at 1.04, and he led with 10 strikeout games with 10 of them. Wow. Led all five of those categories. Was it close in innings pitched, or am I just an idiot? What was that? Is it close in innings pitched, or am I just an idiot? What? Sorry, I didn't, what? Is it close oh, in innings pitched, <laughs> or am I an idiot? Uh, let's see here. Uh, innings pitched uh, for the American League. Scrolling, scrolling. Very close. 1.1 inning. Jose Barrios. Oh. Or Barrios. How are you going to say it? Barrios, yeah. Might be a good signing for Toronto. Both guys on the same team. How'd they not make the playoffs? Two guys with high OPS and MVP and two guys. I mean, if there was only a way innings. that you could expand this sort of playoff oh, postseason God. format. Shut up, more team. Shut up, Joe. Move along. All right. Fair or foul. Robbie Ray. Rules. Robbie Ray had an ERA of over seven last year. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say foul. I think he had an ERA of over five. I think it was like five, four, eight. I think it was like seven, two. Seven, two. Yeah, you might be right. I know he's. I know it's the biggest gap in the history of Cy Young, but I can't remember uh, what the actual number is. Uh, Patrick, you're on the nose with that uh, stat there. It's the it's the biggest ERA to be followed up with a Cy Young the very next season, mm-hmm. but it was not seven. It was like six point six two. I saw on the stat, so still very high. So I guess I'm right, but I wasn't right because I said five. I mean, you're right. Nah, I'm an idiot. You're right. Yeah, let's see. I just had it. That makes me two for two, Mike. Better watch out, dude. Before you know it, I'm going to be CJ McCollum from downtown. Two for ten? On a Wednesday after nine o'clock in the fourth quarter with no one defending him. Mm. Okay. Important. You know, know. baseball stat. Yeah. Wrigley on a Tuesday under the lights. 6.62. That's right. Highest ERA for a pitcher that has ever followed up with a Cy Young award. Such a trap. I mean, he did dribble the ball when he fell. Oh, the DeRozan falling? Yeah, the highlights are on. Sorry. All good. Uh, Moving on to our last one. It is Corbin Burns. Uh, Did you know that ESPN has a uh, Cy Young predictor? Yes, because uh, we we talked about this. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Yep. Sorry, bud. Corbin Burns, fair or foul, was not a top 10 Cy Young candidate. Fair. We'll take you another one further. Number one is Julio Urias. Number two is is Walker uh, Bueller. Bueller. Number three, I believe, is Zach Wheeler. Well, and I want to say that. Number four, Max Scherzer. Yeah, or Max three or, or yeah, something like that. All Dodgers one, too. Uh, In the American League, the top two were both closers. Liam Hendricks is number one. And uh, number two is probably... Bryce Iglesias? He was really good. No, in the American League. Yeah, he was an angel. Oh, right. I keep thinking he's in Cincinnati still. Uh, Number two is a close... uh, Craig (laughs) Kimbrell. Yeah, Liam Hendricks and Rossi Iglesias were one and two. Nice job, Mike. Thanks. Yeah, Robbie Ray, uh, number five. Also, yeah. As long as he doesn't beat women, you should sign him. Future Yankee. (laughs) <laughs> All right. And Why? Because he beats women? <laughs> moving on to our last one. Probably. Uh, Patrick, do you want to share those uh, free agency numbers that you just gave me during the break? Uh, yeah, I can. Um, let me find them. So uh, three shortstop free agents this offseason. Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, and Corey Seager. Yep. Patrick those are, those asked me, are the top three. Yeah, he asked me to rank the top three as far as who is best. And I said, that eh, probably Correa one. I guess I'll give it to him begrudgingly. Story two and Corey Seager three. But give I went me, Seager, Correa, Story. Yeah, give me, give me those numbers there, Patrick. Uh, according to this, their market value. Um, let me see. I got I to gotta find them. Uh, their market value. Carlos Correa is valued on the market at $26.5 million a year. Trevor Story valued at almost 30 a year, and Corey Seager valued at almost 32. So according to uh, SportTrack, uh, they say Seager 1, Story 2, Correa 3. It's weird because Story is the oldest of the three of them. But he hits the power. Yeah, in Colorado. And I would argue the the lineup is... Although Arenado and LeMahieu have left Denver and done just fine. I would argue the lineup is Seager 1, Correa 2, 
story three. I think, I think Seager's yeah. a lefty, which is a benefit. Uh, Correa's the better fielder. Uh, story just hits bombs. And I don't like guys like Joey Gallo. And we'll see what story does when he's not in Colorado. Correct. Um, so with those numbers, fair or foul, Corey Seager going to get the biggest payday out of all three of those players. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's a fair. I mean, Do you think Corey Seager will get the best deal? Yeah. He's a lefty. I mean, you said it. It's it's a increasingly important thing in baseball, especially now with the three batter rule, to have a good balanced lineup so that if they're trying to still strategize in the bullpen, you don't have three lefties in a row. You don't have three. I, I really don't have three righties in a row because that's more common. You have enough left, right, left, right, left, right, so that you you're, you're never at a super disadvantage. Um, you know, when you have one lefty specialist come in for Corey Seager, maybe that neutralizes the fact that he's a lefty. But now it's like, well, you need a lefty to come in if you want him to face Seager. Cool, but he's probably got a righty right behind him. I actually think Corey Seager is going to get the least amount of money of all these three. Really? And I think it's because I think there's a big difference for Corey Seager playing on the Dodgers. Is it because you saw the estimated value on SportsTrack? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I think I think it's because Corey Seager has played on a team that's won a World Series and has seen how valuable the franchise is to where Carlos Correa has played on a team that won a World Series that they're all now out for themselves. Because they've got bad reputations. I think Corey, I think Carlos Correa is the most sought after of the three. I think some of it is his defense, but I think I, I heard also, he's asking for no less than Frankie Lindor made. I think I think he is looking for 325 a year. And what, what did Lindor make? 325. Is that what it was? Yeah. 325, 330, something like He's that. He's asking for no less than what yeah. the normal And I think a team like Detroit is going to throw money at him and he'll say yes to it. To where I think Corey Seager is going to look and say, I'm going to sign with a team that gives me the true best chance. And I think Trevor Story is looking for money. I, yeah. I, I think Corey's going to land in the best spot, but I think he's going to get paid the least of all three of these guys. Well, I mean, I would take Seager over all of them. Would the best spot then not be New York for Corey Seager? Now, we've heard the report today that New York might not go for one of the big shortstops, which is very frustrating to me as a Yankee fan. But, I mean, a lefty in Yankee Stadium and a lineup that needs it and a, a positional need for that team, does not does that not give him the best chance? Well, I think I think, I think think the biggest struggle when it comes to these shortstops... Outside of staying with the When Dodgers. it comes to these shortstops is all the teams that have the money to spend don't need shortstops. Boston doesn't need a shortstop. L.A. doesn't need a shortstop. They have Trey Turner on the cheap. Um, The Yankees do. The Yankees do, but if they're not willing to spend, then they're out. Which Texas has come in because they want to spend this. Corey's going to make the right choice. I think the Seattle Mariners should go after Corey Seager and make him the number one. Although, did you hear what? DePoto or service said today. I forget who it was. Not. It was today or yesterday. One of them, I, I, I can't remember which one it was, was asked about the shortstop market. He said, we already have ours. We said, J.P. Crawford, you're our starter. Oh, goodness. So. I also heard that they are the front runners for Chris Bryant. Well, that would be amazing. That'd be amazing.
especially because all the positions he can play. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. That is fair or foul. Thank you, Joe. We'll do that next. Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. All right, I got something that I got to throw down. I got a college football conspiracy. Okay. okay. Joe only talked in your ear when you asked him what you what we should talk about, I so I didn't see what he said. I know. That's me controlling the narrative. Okay. Just like the college football playoff. <laughs> Uh, so I've got this theory, okay, real quick. We'll do it real quick because we're, we're up against it. Are you going to dig a hole for yourself again? No, I'm not going to dig a hole. You remember how they were like, okay, we know Michigan lost Michigan State, but we think right now Michigan's better than Michigan State? Okay, so this is a long-term play that has nothing to do with Michigan and Michigan State, all right? Okay. Okay, follow me on this, all right? I'm listening. You so have my undivided sort of attention. So I think the College Football Playoff Committee expects this. I think they think that Ohio State's going to run the table, Mm -hmm. which good chance they do. Which would then mean a second loss for Michigan State and Michigan. Correct. And I think they expect Alabama to beat Georgia in the SEC title game. Okay. Okay. There's there's three of your teams. There's your three of your four. And because of this head-to-head thing, they're going to do this. Ohio State's in over Oregon. Oregon wins out, okay? Ohio State over Oregon because Ohio State looks better than Oregon right now. Because they have more top 25 wins. And they've already set the precedent that head-to-head doesn't matter. And then that fourth team that wins out will be Notre Dame. And they will get in over Cincinnati because they've <laughs> already set the precedent that head-to-head doesn't matter because it's how you look right now. Well, but And your final four will be Alabama 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia three, Notre Dame four. <laughs> Tell hate, me I'm wrong. I hate how right you sound. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> you sound right, but the problem is you said Oregon wins out. Yeah, and then they will say we have set the precedent earlier in the college football playoff rankings well, that just because you've <laughs> lost to someone doesn't mean you don't look better well, right. than they do now. Right, but yes, I could see that happening. That's my conspiracy. But – why would they jump Notre Dame like four spots if Oregon beats a top 25 team who they who Utah is now ranked right twice? Because Notre Dame is going to run through the rest of theirs and look good doing it. Who does Notre Dame play? Georgia Tech and Stanford. Exactly. Yeah, okay. And they'll blow them out and say, "See, Notre Dame looks better." Okay. But that's no there's no top 25 wins. Then I think they expect Oregon to lose too. Playing Utah twice in three weeks, I and think the, they expect Oregon to lose. Well, and, and just abuse. just to like go back on what you're saying about the head to head not mattering, it's pretty hilarious how in the week one rankings they're like, well, we're putting Oregon above Ohio State because they won the head on head match. But that's I the mean, rankings. That's not college football playoff. No, the college football playoff they did that and they said that Oregon's got the best win. That's why they put them above Ohio State. That's what we believe. And now you're going and saying that. Why do they have Michigan ranked over Michigan State? I hear you. Because they're you. setting a precedent. I just We're not getting Cincinnati in because, sure, they beat Notre Dame, but we think Notre Dame looks better right now. Boy, if that happens, I hope the fans of Oregon and Cincinnati create this collective riot across the country, just burning down college towns everywhere. They won't because everyone is so hung up on this. 
By the way, a little quote That's from my Chaunce, conspiracy. A little quote from Chauncey Billups that just came out. Yeah, Chaunce. I just love that we're understanding how hard we have to play. I think we might need to start our games at 8 p.m. instead of 7 because that's when we start playing. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you ever been a coach, dude? Well, no, he hasn't. I, I, I'm Clearly, I can understand that. I, I just thought that was funny. It's a funny line. All right, that'll do it for us. We are not on next week as we will be on Thanksgiving break. I'll be sitting in on primetime. Mike will be in Joyzy. And Joe's going to get a night off. Joe's the lucky one in this whole situation. Uh, Mike's got to travel. I'm pretty lucky. I'm traveling Tuesday. Wednesday, I'm going to be comfy. I'll be working the Wednesday uh, leading up to Black Friday. Oh, right, right, right. So Joe's got his own personal life. That's going to be a little bit of a hellacious thing. But we'll be back in two weeks. We'll be back in two weeks, and I'm sure there'll be a ton more baseball to stick with. Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow. Get that wherever you get your podcast. For Mike Lynch, Joe Fish behind the glass, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. Like, believe in conspiracies when it comes to college football. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.